While I was writing the last bit on experiences, which is the fourth episode of this audio blog, I spoke to you about how I'd prefer to do therapy. I like to be involved as much as I can be in the moments. But there is something that holds me back from that, and it's not something that I can just neglect. One of the many tasks we therapists have to manage is completing our notes on time. I've always prided myself in being very timely when it came to completing my documentation. And there are a lot of reasons to complete your notes reliably, the, the first of which is to get paid, of course, and that's generally why a job will set a short window for you to get them done. In my private practice, I'm the same way. I usually complete my note within 10 minutes of hanging up the phone or ending the Zoom call. But to really ensure that's happening, you're required to take notes while a client is talking. I want to be a good boy and I want to make my boss happy and not let work pile up, so I do concurrent note-taking. I sit there and listen and take notes while you talk. At the same time, I'm letting your words pass through the clinical filter of my brain and I'm creating a set of bullet points in my mind to respond to what you're saying. There's a lot going on up there while you're talking to me and sometimes it can be pretty taxing. You see, I was trained to think that the note-taking part is sort of automatic and therapy jobs everywhere have made concurrent note-taking essentially an unwritten requirement. And there are a lot of pressures behind the scenes that clients don't see when they're at a big agency with a lot of staff that help manage their overall care experience. And I say this all because doing that pulls me away from where I actually want to be. I, I don't want to be typing while talking to you. And yet, if I don't, chances are I'll get backed up, burnt out, and eventually I'm going to receive an email from someone about it. The note-taking... It's a distraction that is constantly occupying one track of my brain and, and then I'm not using that part of my brain uh, to experience where I want to be with that person. It makes me that much more removed from the client. And there's something about that. Because every now and then, you know, I'll just take paper notes just to do it. And when I'm interacting with that person, I'll realize, you know, wow, this is so much more organic and this is the way that it used to be done. Because it made more sense. And I think it still does. Once we turned therapy into this churn and burn profession, it lost that special attention to detail. Picking up on all those little things that cued, to, you, cued you into the sort of subtleties of an illness, a disorder, or even just an everyday problem. And I don't mean to say any of this to demonize large mental health agencies or community mental health centers. Actually, those places are where you can find some of the most accessible, low-cost, and available mental health care in most cases. I have worked at community mental health for over 10 years. But just be aware that there's a reason you're on your third therapist at a place like that. It's not because the last two didn't care about you. No way. It's likely something going on that you don't know about. And yes, it is affecting your care in some way. And as I write this, I'm sitting here thinking about a client that I see at the very end of one of my days. By the time I get to this person, after having worked seven and a half hours already with just a 30-minute lunch, I realize that I'm not at 100%. This person is sometimes my 10th or 12th person of the day at my full-time job. And there's just no way that I'm ever bringing my full self to that session with that person. I can't. 
it's already been divided 10 or 12 ways before this person even got onto our call. Well, I titled this piece Experiences because that's what this is. It's, it's my experience and it's why I'm transitioning into private practice moving ahead. And I'll still see those clients seeking low-cost therapy because I can take insurance. And I also have a listing over at the Open Path Collective. So if you're looking for low-cost therapy options, it's a good place to check it out. I think it's important to find ways to move ahead while also not leaving anyone behind, or at least as few people as are necessary. Sometimes our experiences inform us of the decisions we must make in our lives, both for ourselves as well as for others. I hope this made sense, even if it was a, a little bit different than some of our past episodes. And if it did, and you're looking forward to working with someone, maybe seeking therapy, find me out there in one of the many counseling directories available to you. And until we meet, be well and stay lifted. <laughs>